Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was an eagle's nest. That would be a little weird. <laughs> that reminds me of Almost Heroes when he keeps going up the nest and that and the yeah. eagle's like, ah! And he's like, ah! <laughs> One of our most and then, underrated and then he finally movies. Gets we so, both love that movie. He gets so hungry, he just cooks the uh, egg. Yeah. <laughs> kills a, kills a, a hog or boar or something mm-hmm. and makes bacon. There you go. So you got to <laughs> Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order it to be shipped right to your door. You can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee just like we do here in Starkville or in Bre- at Tupelo every single morning. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, if you're looking for a new polo, new hat, new t-shirt, or something for the house, the car, your tailgate, everything's available for you right there at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Lunch, dinner, Sunday brunch, that's all the best right there at Restaurant Tyler. And, of course, you know, when we're talking about Restaurant Tyler, you know, i I, I got to throw in some other shout-outs. There Ben 612. Everybody loves the Ben. Everybody loves the guest room. When Ty Timms and Brian Kelly put a restaurant together, you're going to like it. You're always going to have a good time there. So when you're looking for a great place to have a, a, a lunch here in Starkville, if you're looking for a, a place for a special occasion, you want to go to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi. Ready to serve you. Go to, straight, um, go to PriorityOneBank.com and find the location nearest you to open an account, an account that's going to do you favors and serve you for many, many years. When you want to talk to somebody at a bank about a loan, and we all have those moments in our life where we have to do that, you want to talk to people you know. You don't want to deal with a corporate bank, people you've never spoken with. You want to talk to people you have a relationship with. You can do that with Priority One Bank. Check them out again. 16 locations. Check out PriorityOneBank.com to find the one nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I, I never get tired of the song. Robbie, so we were surprised on uh, Tuesday of last week with the addition of J.J. Harrell and Stonker Burnside. But I think you and I would both agree that those were two guys that we felt were Mississippi State leans, 
that eventually they would end up as part of this class. It was just more surprising, the timing. Mm-hmm. Saturday brought a real true-life surprise in the addition of Jimothy Lewis. Uh, Jimothy, what a name. Great name. Is. Jim. James. James Lewis? Jimothy. I'm good with it. I'm good with Jimothy. Yeah. 6'6", 275 out of IMG Academy, formerly down in MRA. Rated as the number 19 offensive uh, tackle in the country, the number 205 player. State now with three of the top <clears throat> 247. And that's a number we believe will increase to four if Terrence Hibbler's uh, ever given a, a reevaluation, which you, you might know the schedule on that. When, when do the, when's the next reevaluation? It should be at the end know. of the summer, I mean, right? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes Usually it's happens, scheduled. I think it happens right before the start of the fall. I just I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I think you know. Probably get some senior film on him mm-hmm. and uh, kind of. Oh, definitely at it and, by by signing day he'll have gotten one. But I think they usually have a mid season one at some point. We'll see. I always get nervous about these. Like you know, we'll, we'll reevaluate them when when they're committed yeah. to Mississippi they State and they don't and they and they have a quiet recruitment. You forget about them. Mm-hmm. That always like it always uh, makes me a little nervous. He'd be down to 86. Yes. But Jimothy Lewis, now committed to Mississippi State, he's a player that, quite frankly, I didn't have on Mississippi State's radar. Uh, he released a top 10 back in March. Mississippi State was not on it. Um, a player you know, who had transferred from Mississippi uh, to, to Florida to play high school ball down there at IMG. You and, felt when, like, and when that happened, I, I remember saying – they're done. They're done there, with there's him. No, there's no way they're going to be able to get and that's, the game that's usually a sign that of a kid who knows he's of his worth. Yeah. He knows what kind of player he is. And he's like, I'm going to go to try to attract bigger offers by playing better. I mean, no, no offense to MRA if Rippy's listening. You know, MAIS, I know the kind of caliber of athlete. Well, Rippy would probably agree with you on MRA. Yeah, he's, that's a good point. When you like. start talking about Dakota Jordan and JA is when like, that's changed. when That's the top of the line. I get it. I get it. But he wanted to go play against top competition uh, and has done really, really well down there. And ha- and got, did get the offers. I mean, look at the offer, offer sheet. It's sick. His offer sheet reads like, you know, it's, it's an all-star group. Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Indiana, Louisville. Shout out to Steph. That's why I threw in Indiana. Uh, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee. Uh, basically the entire SEC. Visited Mississippi State, I believe, last week. Let me see if I can find the... Uh, the the calendar for this kid here. Yeah, didn't Paul just do a story on him? He did. And, and the, I had been hearing the last week, it was kind of crazy timing because th- there was a note, I think, from David Johnson about him yesterday, mm-hmm. and it made it to our board, and um, some people would ask, like, are we in the game with him? And I like I had been hearing State was definitely moving that up the That visit list. pushed State into his interest zone, right. is what you heard. Uh, like, I, I thought that State had made up a lot of ground and had muddied the waters a little bit with Ole Miss, but not like that. Right. I mean, that, that was a complete shock to me. So last night, gosh, around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock or so, it was late on, I guess I should say last night, it's, it's Sunday as we're recording. So, you know, late Saturday evening, you start to get, you know, the gifs coming out and everything, okay, another commitment. Who could it be? And, you know, you think about some kids on Mississippi State's Target list, and yeah, you know, my first thought was maybe San Francisco McGee, maybe Tyler Carter, Norwell, Norwell White. White could have maybe made a flip. Lewis was not on my radar, and then I got word that it was him. I mean, this is the real statement commitment. It, it's one thing to get your four stars in state. You you want to be if you're Mississippi State, you expect to battle for those guys and be able to get some of them. 
to go out of state to, to get a guy with this kind of offer sheet really speaks to the kind of, of momentum on the recruiting trail that Mississippi State seems to have. And apparently it's not done. You've got J.J. Harrell, who has quickly become the ringleader of this of this class, and he's going to be the guy that sort of drives people into the class, saying that Mississippi State should expect another commitment within a week. Well, this is what State's been missing the last few years. They haven't had this kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry and Jones, which we hope he doesn't follow in his footsteps. Right. But Jerry and Jones was like mm-hmm. that. He was kind of ringleader of the class. We saw, well, I take that back. Chris Parson was like that last year. Mm-hmm. Chris Parson was but a big reason. But he's not a Mississippi reason. guy. No, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. the guy that was kind of the leader of the class mm-hmm. that held everybody together or whatever. J.J. Harrell, Stonka Burnside. These guys are when – you, when you get a, a tight-knit group like that, it's going to be very difficult to break that group up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are nervous, like, what happens, you know, close to the signing day? You know, Ole Miss is going to be doing their antics, things like that. But when you get a big enough group together that's They're shenanigans. Tight, they're shenanigans. When you get a group together that, that's tight-knit like that, it's going to be tougher and tougher. And at the same time, they build and build and build, and that's what you're seeing right now. You're mm-hmm. seeing these guys say, hey, come play with us. Mm-hmm. We got we got, we got a, a good thing going. Yeah. And right now, I mean – State's so hot right now, <laughs> but it's it's exact. I, I don't even know if I could have expected this to happen for Mississippi State in year one. I, I thought it would be good. Well, I mean, you, you would never predict four four star commitments no. in a week for Mississippi State. Never. And you're sitting here at is it six four stars now in the class? Correct. You have. I mean, I mean what's the most they've ever had? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if you go back to like 2003, which is the last time State had a a top ten class. So I can find the class here. And, and that those, class finished thirteenth with, well, and, and were those you know two thousand three? Mm-hmm. Is that the is that what the ranking actually was, or did things get distorted in exactly. the in the system whenever we moved everything over from other places to? I remember some of these guys being four stars. That, that, that this is just, I mean, it's they've taken out the scout ratings, I think. So, right, but they signed Delwan Robinson that year, Quentin Culberson. Uh, Donovan Davis was a four-star. Omar Which, Connor was a four-star. Wasn't Culberson a five? He was a high, high four-star. Okay. Delwan was a five. Delwan Robinson remains to this day, by 24-7 standards, the highest-rated player Mississippi State has ever signed. State That's signed wild. two of its highest-rated players ever in this class. Yeah. The class of 02, I need to go back and look at that. They signed three of their highest-rated players ever. So let's have a look at that class. Uh, in that class, you've got Nick Turner... Keith Andrews was a four-star kicker. That's why we still had four-star kickers. Yeah. Odell Bradley was a four-star. How did that turn out? Markel McKinley was a four-star. And then you had uh, Jarius Norwood, five-star. Darren Williams, five-star. And Marvin Birdsong, four-star. So that's probably the best class. Now, as usual with Mississippi State classes, the real the real bulk of the classes down towards the bottom. You've got guys like, uh, like T. Millens, who played a lot. Obviously, obviously, Norwood's star, but Willie Evans was a uh, Willie Evans and Kevin Dockery were two star players according to this. So I mean, you see how it goes. Yeah, but this but, class is they have a legitimate chance. I mean, Robbie, it's not asking a whole lot for state with six four stars in this class already to end up getting. I'll just throw some names out here to end up getting uh, Norreal White to flip. Maybe get Julius Pope to flip from 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 South Panola could possibly happen. I think if State pushes, I don't know him, how how much they're pushing him or not. They're not pushing him right now, but if they they could. 
They could push him. I mean, that, you know, say that would Tyler, be eight. To say Tyler Carter has a huge season and gets a bump. That would be nine if you um, get all these guys. Hibbler gets Hibbler's, a bump. Hibbler is a consensus, is a composite four-star. Right. So, But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you flip it's, Cameron Beavers? They... They really need to. I mean, they really need Cameron Beavers. I feel like Beavers. That's that's like one of the to me. That's like one of the priorities of the class right now because the defensive line class. They mm-hmm. do have Hibbler. I'm still not. They're gonna get Carter. Sure, you feel. Yeah, you get Beavers, and you're. I mean, you are solid across the board. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But I mean, the thing that it really impresses me here is Jimothy Lewis is a top five offensive lineman that Mississippi State signed ever. Mm-hmm. Just just from a ranking standpoint, offer sheet, mm-hmm. you put him in the same grouping as those the some of the great offensive linemen mm-hmm. that they've signed at a high school, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And while technically, you know, he is from Mississippi, he's an out of state player. Uh, he's a player that you're fighting against several big time schools, and I don't think he could commit to all those schools right now. I'm, right. I'm not going to try to sell you on that. But he could have committed to several SEC schools. Don't let an Ole Miss person tell you that this guy was has character issues. That is only South Florida, and Mississippi State. No, right. that's that's not the case. This was a Ole Miss wanted him as of yesterday, and now all of a sudden he's we're getting the same talking points. But this is a great get for State. I mean, the offensive line class is looking strong right now. The wide receiver group is really in great shape. There's really just a couple of pieces that mm-hmm. you have left. And but you've got your quarterback already in. You need to get a running back. You don't have that. And that's going to be where, you know, we have another four-star, possibly flipping Kane and Daniels. Oh, that would be huge. Yeah. I mean, we're talking right now, if everything comes together, this is a class with the potential of being 15 to 18. Yeah. Which would be one of the best classes Mississippi State has signed in, in the recruiting rankings era and it's not something that really should be you know unattainable at Mississippi State it's not something that you look at and say this is just a fluke Mississippi State is capable of doing these things but we we've had discussions before and we've talked about how realistically Mississippi State is a 20 to 25 recruiter Mm -hmm. Zach Arnett is having is having none of that he's doing and has the potential to do what has eluded Mississippi State many, many recruiting classes. How many times we looked at a recruiting class and said, gosh, if they could have got this guy, this guy, and this guy, who they were very much in the game for, this is a top 15 class. Mm-hmm. You know, If they could have just pulled this guy, this, is a, this class is ranked 16th in the country. Mm-hmm. That's happened so many times. Well, now go do it. They're, they're, they're doing what they need to do to make that happen, and that's assembling a staff – together that is capable of winning those recruiting battles. Will Friend has gone into many a living room in the SEC and won a recruiting battle. That's what he did with Jimothy Lewis. Mm-hmm. He and Tony Hughes won a recruiting battle with a four-star offensive lineman that normally probably wouldn't come to Mississippi State. They're doing things that are possible at Mississippi State but have not been done really before. I think I think this, this staff has the ability to do that on mm-hmm. the recruiting trail. And when you start doing that, if you can take care of business on the field, you have the players capable of winning those ball games in Tuscaloosa, winning those ball games in Baton Rouge. And it, it, I mean, it's not a. I don't think this this is ever going to be a program that's going to recruit inside the top ten. But right. can you get inside the top fifteen? Because at Mississippi State, 
they've gotten the number one in the country with recruiting classes ranked in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Can you get inside the top 15 and lower and lower that floor a little bit and make your ceiling a little bit higher too? Because raise the floor, you mean? Ra- raise the floor. Sorry. Yeah. And make your ce- make your ceiling much higher as well. I think that that makes you a totally different program when you do that. It's and, really interesting. We, you know, we did that podcast a few weeks ago at the blue chip ratio, and we said this is what state, you know, they got to go from getting four to seven or eight. Well, here you are. Mm-hmm. Now you're at six, and you feel like you've really got a great chance to get around eight or nine guys that are going to be four-star players. National title contenders are usually over half of your class is four-star Have to be. Five-stars. That's the blue chip ratio. Yeah, it has you, to be over 50%. There are very few instances where teams are making the the four-team playoff. Now, mm-hmm. that's going to change with the 12-team, right. but the four-team playoff where your classes are usually below half of your class, mm-hmm. four stars and five stars. Mississippi State play, almost had that in 2014, but they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And when they play those teams, you see what happened. Georgia yeah. plays CCU, and what happens? 65-7. to seven. At the end of the day, there's only so much that a coach can get out of players mm-hmm. The rankings matter, and mm-hmm. having more four stars and five stars than not is usually going to lead to wins. I will say this about Cameron Beavers. This is just my thought process. I have no no inside information, but you remember in twenty the twenty fifteen class when State gets Leo Lewis and Jamal Peters and Malik Deer and Fletcher. They get all they basically got they cleaned up most of the state. Right, Ole Miss got Javon Patterson that year. Yeah, what that Beavers is their guy. He is the top prospect they have. They know that they they are they Beavers will not rush. They yeah they are not going to give up those guys without a huge fight. So it's going to be tough. What's crazy is they've like all their guys that like they're going all in on mm-hmm. are defensive linemen. That's what they you need. Know, they Franklin, need. To, they don't have any. Yeah, and states. So you know, state should be able to win those battles, but it's going to be an even tougher battle because I think they're going to go all in. I think they're going mm-hmm. to offer some unrealistic nil. Um, that's that's not going to be easy to overcome, mm-hmm. and they do have playing time, so it, that that's going to be a battle for state. But a guy like Beavers, I think, is is so critical for MSU too to continue to filter in these really talented defensive linemen. Right now, you're in pretty good shape. You know, you got Travion Williams and Calvin Dinkins, and these young guys look pretty good. But you got to stack those guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Mississippi State did in the uh, in the two thousand and teens, two twenty teens. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, when David Turner was here first, they got to continue to do that. Yeah, and you like the guys you brought in last year on the defensive line. You like uh, obviously you like Caleb Bryant. Uh, you like I think Joseph Head was a very underrated guy last year here in the state of Mississippi. Um, you bring in a JUCO guy and Eric Taylor. So you see what he's he's going to be able to do for you, and obviously the transfer portal is out there as well. But and I didn't even mention Jonathan Davis, the late addition that they, they're very high on. But these are guys who are probably going to redshirt this year and try to you know be be bigger be bigger pieces next year. But you're right, they do have to stack those guys. It's just going to be tough. Ole Miss is not going to give away their number one player. You know the the, the, the whole thing we've been talking about where it feels like Ole Miss has pushed guys to get commitments mm-hmm. and then sort of backed off of them a little bit. That's that's not going to happen with Beavers. They're going to do whatever they got to do to keep that guy. So it's going to be it, flipping well, him. I was, will be I was incredibly thinking they difficult. were about to get Marion Franklin, mm-hmm. and that, that seems to have cooled off. Yeah, I mean, like he's back right after his visit. Yeah, it looks like he's leaning more out of state. Yeah, 
So Tennessee, Miami. They've like pushed that. him a couple of times and it just hadn't worked. I, yeah. I just don't think he's interested in staying in the state. And this guy right here, Jimothy uh, Lewis, this is a guy they really wanted. Don't 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 be fooled by anything you're reading today because if you're reading it a week ago, they thought they had him and they were going to get him and they were going to be very happy uh, to have him. So MSU continues the recruiting momentum. Bulldogs class now up to 18th nationally. It actually fell behind Ole Miss today. Uh, Ole Miss picked up a three-star uh, athlete that bumped them ahead of Mississippi State. But State has 14 commitments, and six of them are four-stars. That's that's a ratio State's not used to dealing with. How many commitments does Ole Miss have? You know, if you just give me a moment here, I'll be happy to tell you. They have uh, – it's about the same. Ole Miss has 15 commitments okay. with four four-stars and the rest are three-stars. But – so, so I mean, for the most part, these are two comparable classes. Very neither comparable. one I mean, neither one is just, you know, sucking what's, it up. What's right interesting now. is and first off, if State had gotten Traveris Banks like they thought they were gonna get, they would be in the top fifteen easily right this second. Um but they're very similar in that, you know, you have Ole Miss has two highly rated defensive linemen. State has two highly rated receivers that sort of carry in the class, and but their quarterbacks are basically the same guy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Look, we look at right now the headliners of their class are defensive linemen. The mm-hmm. headliners of Mississippi State's class are wide receivers. It's completely backwards. It's sort of like I, I've been say, I was saying with football the last few years, where State had all these wide receivers and they were throwing the ball, and Ole Miss had the better running backs. Yeah, it was really weird. It's so cy- cyclical. Like it, it really is. I, I mean, well, and, and not with those positions really, because Mississippi State's always seemed to have defensive linemen and has really struggled to get wide receivers, so this mm-hmm. is kind of different. It is different. But, you know, position battles and things like that are cyclical. Absolutely. And this is going to be a back and forth, I can promise you. Ole Miss is not going to just fade into the background. Ole Miss will have, will make having a week or two where they're picking up. They're, they're going to do doing. just like what State's they, doing they, now. They could end up flipping Jamonte Waller from Florida. I wouldn't be totally surprised by that. Um, let me look here in the state real quick and see if there's anybody who they're targeting. Um they could end up with Camarion Franklin. It could happen. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. It's summer grilling season. It was hot. It's hot outside today. That means Whew, it was hot, man. you can't cool off, so you might as well fire up the grill. Throw some steaks on the grill. Throw some, I've decided for the fourth we're going to be doing some, bar- some pulled beef, barbecue beef sandwiches. That's, that's where I mean, we're going. Who am I to argue? You shouldn't argue. It's going to be delicious. So, 4th of July is coming up. That's prime time for grilling. Make sure that beef is the star of your 4th of July menu. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Great live music. Great uh, food. Great people. It's just a fantastic place to go. And every time you're there, you know... You're going to have a good time. Don't forget about Sunday supper as well. They're going to be offering that all summer long. Check out some of their great specials they have. Follow them on Instagram, two brothers underscore smoked meats. Two brothers smoked meats, one word each, no uh, capital letters. Live music, they've got the late night menu. Were you aware of the late night menu, by the way? I was not aware of the late night menu. They got they got food. Uh, they got a window. They got even got a window from 9 to one thirty. What? Serving wings. The Cowboy Quesadilla. They got Blackout Burger. What do they open till one thirty? I don't know. Because uh, every time I'm there, it closes earlier. They got Blackout Burgers. This is you. Beef, pork belly, and bacon burger. Ooh. Little, it's like a slider. 
Ooh. And they got loaded tots. So like the loaded the the pork rind nachos, they got them with tots now too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that Sounds I'm amazing. Check it out. Head over to the Cotton District and enjoy some Two Brothers smoked meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They tend to stay in business, and you can't do it unless you're taking care of your customers. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, call them back and talk to those same people, and they're going to get you taken care of each and every time because they are a Mississippi business just like you are. They know the same struggles that you have. They want to help. Give them that chance. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, if you haven't been by there yet, you're missing out. They have an incredible selection of polos and quarter zips, everything you're looking for, great styles, great fits, comfortable clothing, best of all, the logos that you want. The M over S, the state script, that's what dominates the shelves at the Rogue, not the Banner M. So if you're looking for a brand new polo, something that you can wear season to season, you don't have to worry about it wearing out after one year. It's going to stick around. It's going to be a great shirt for you in the years to come. Head over to the Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. It is hot, as we just mentioned, and you need to cool off. You need to head over to Dolce. 509 University Drive, open Tuesday through Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Obviously, the breakfast is great. For lunch, their selection of grilled cheeses can't be beat. But when it's mid-afternoon and that afternoon sun is bearing down on you, head over to Dolce and grab yourself a gelato or a milkshake. You'll enjoy it, and you'll feel a lot better. You deserve that little treat, that little pick-me-up. They've got it for you at Dolce, 509 University Drive. Earlier uh, last week on Wednesday for Thunder and Lightning Live, I talked to Robbie's favorite guy, Coach Sam Purcell. You're going to hear uh, Sam Purcell th- ask say one about one of my questions. Great question. I will let you in on a little secret. Robbie Falk gave me that question. He, I, gave, he I, I sent him a text. I was like, you got anything you want to ask? He was like, ask him this. And as soon as he said, great question, I texted Robbie. I was like, good job. You did it. He might, wouldn't, he might not would have answered it the same way if he would have known, known it, it was from you. That's so. right. So anyway, let's get to that interview, and then I want to get Robbie's thoughts on it afterwards. Here's Mississippi State head women's basketball coach Sam Purcell from Thunder and Lightning Live last Wednesday. Welcome back to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad, and joining me now, very excited to talk to Sam Purcell, head women's basketball coach at Mississippi State. Coach, I'm going to talk to you nice. You ready? (laughs) I love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Let's have some fun. Do coaches have off seasons anymore? I say I made the comment, you know, you're having a good off season on the recruiting trail, but is is it really an off season anymore for coaches? You're right, man. With this transfer portal, uh, it, it, it really is not. You know, it's it's uh, year round. Where I think you saw Nick Saban put out a tweet here last month. I think it was 44 weeks. He he looked at him and his staff going, you know, Monday through Sunday. So. With a new climate of the NCAA rules, uh, the game has definitely changed. But for us, this past season, we were fortunate. Uh, it, it, it went in our favor. Do coaches spend more time now recruiting new players or, or re-recruiting their team in some ways? Uh, you know what? That's the million-dollar question, right? So, obviously, I try to take a lot of pride in the players that I commit to and pouring into them and, you know, you know just making sure that, you know, when we, we recruit you, we have a four-year plan. And that we stick to it. And, you know, the college model is supposed to be from 18 to 22 year old of growth and opportunity. And 
you know, that's where we try to push. So that's our focus. And then obviously, like everybody knows, sometimes kids just see something else or need, you know, know that maybe that's not the place for them as they thought. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a million dollar question right now. You you had a reputation as a great recruiter when you came to Mississippi State, and and you've you've shown off in that aspect in the way you've been able to bring in talent. Does having a, a first you know first year an NCAA tournament berth and, and making it into the second round like that does that add to your to your resume? Are you received differently in homes after year one than you were going into last year? Oh yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I believe so um, because you know it's 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 the elephant in the room. It's okay, all right. We knew you were a great assistant, but can this guy coach as a head coach? Because as we all know, it's it's a lot more weight in that chair when you slide over. So to be fortunate to inherit uh, some great players uh, and then obviously be at a great program and just have the right mixture. Uh, this is a perfect fit for me and my family. Uh, and when you put all the right ingredients together, we were able to put a winning product on the floor. So when I'm able, to your point and the question, go into a home and knock on that door, uh, it's a lot easier to get in now than it was last year. One of your predecessors one time he was having a press conference, and he said he was talking about getting a player back that they, they had gotten an extra year of eligibility. He said, do you have any idea how hard it is to add 12 points per game to your roster. And when you think about it like that, he's right. He's like, that. it's difficult to do that. You went out in the transfer portal, and if I did the math right, you added about 45 points per game to your roster. <laughs> How difficult is that? And and what do each of those those young ladies, what are they going to bring to this team? Yeah, you know, uh, another great question. Uh, no, we're just fortunate. Again, that's why I try to tell our fan base and this community, we have a special product. So for a lot of places, it's hard. But for us, the young women who joined our, our program wanted to be a part of something special. And, again, i got to give credit. You know, this is the reason I told everybody I took the job was what Sharon and Vic did before me, uh, that Mississippi State is a, a national name on the national stage. So for us to have a winning year and go in there and sell that vision of getting it back, which was, in, you know, back-to-back national championships, the young women that I recruited were more about – the team than individual performances. So knowing that Jessica Carter's coming back, Debrisha Poe, Jerkayla Jordan, uh, those young women wanted to be a part of what we did last year because they thought we had a great team and they feel like they can take us to the next step. When you look at you know your your first year at, at Mississippi State, it, you could say that you maybe you had a little bit of house money first year. Everybody knew that there was going to be a little bit of a process, and you and you exceeded expectations in every way, in my opinion. This year, you come into the season with expectations. When you talk to your team early in in the off season here, going into you know going into the fall, do they embrace those expectations? What what is the the team saying about what they expect to do this year? Yeah, no, we, we don't shy away from that at all. You know, I, you know, back to your first part with me, um, I'll never forget when I went to the baseball stadium when I got announced. I had a gentleman come out of his seat from uh, the, uh, the top part and was like, Coach, NCAA or bust? And I looked at him and said, Listen, <laughs> I, didn't come here, <laughs> I didn't come here to lose, man. Uh, you know, because in this coaching world, you better figure this out fast or you'll be replaced. So uh, we embrace what college sports is about. And then my young women, again, uh, that's why our, hash, our team slogan this year is one. We're, if we can come together as one, because the only thing, if you look at our roster, is to your questions you asked earlier, is we got a lot of talent. But the only thing that's going to hold us back from having a great year is ourselves. So they're all here, they're all bought in, and we're all trying to play and put one good product on the floor for this, this fan base this year.
if it feels like when you look at Mississippi State and the and the head coaches of what I would call the big four sports, right? Uh, football, men's yeah. and women's basketball, and baseball. You've got great recruiters in all of those positions. Arnett, we we were just talking about the day that he had yesterday and the kind of class he's putting together. Chris Jansis has had a lot of success both in the portal and in his signing classes. We're talking about what everything that you've done, and Chris Lamonis has put together great signing classes as well. And that you know, Starville's a place that were you had a reputation where recruiters had a tough time, but it seems like right now I don't know if y'all are just making it look easy or something, but <laughs> it, it feels like recruiting for all the sports is at a high level in Starkville right now. Yeah, I, I, it is. And I, and I got to give her a lot of credit to those guys for me um, because when I got here, again, I've always said this from day one, I'm only as good as the people who surround me. And I was fortunate. Like Chris, man, uh, he reached out to me several times this year. Uh, we had that little stretch where it was like, okay, which way the season's going? And, you know, he was telling me, hang in there, and words of encouragement, Zach. Uh, it's first class, and we all talk recruiting. If we have recruits on campus, we all open our doors. Um, so there's a fellowship uh, between all of us that I think recruits feel that uh, just like the community, again, I keep saying it, it's about people. Uh, and the people in that athletic department and then most importantly those head coaches you mentioned, uh, we're all together and we all want to work together and, and make this thing special. And I think that's what you saw this past year. It feels like a basketball renaissance is going on at Mississippi State. Now, the women's team has not, wasn't really down for very long, but you brought them back to the NCAA tournament last year. Chris Jans comes in and in year one, he gets the team back to the NCAA tournament. You know, do the programs kind of feed off each other a little bit? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's the coolest thing. I wish our fans could see behind the scenes of what college athletics is, is really like because men and women's basketball relationships, I'm going to be honest with you, and I've been at four other schools, it's not that necessarily that strong because we share a building, there's egos, there's who's better than who, and that is nowhere near what we've got at Mississippi State. Coach Jans comes over to my practices. We walk by the guys. They come through when they're at the practice facility. When we're down at the hunt, we high-five each other. They're encouraging our girls during practice. We go to their games, and they go to ours. So it's just a really cool culture. And, again, i got to give a lot of credit to Chris Jans because, for him, it starts with a men's coach. If he values women's athletics and women's basketball, his guys are going to follow him. Uh, and he set that model and, and that energy from day one. So it's been a really cool work environment here at, at Mississippi State. One thing fans like to do, and guys like me in the media like to do, is we'll pick a player you know who had a good year a season ago and go, wow, I'm really excited to see them take a step forward this year. They're going to be a big-time player this year. What about coaches? Is there a player on your roster that you're just excited to see what they do this season, maybe more than some others? Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. put you in trouble there. I'm going to get you in trouble. Uh, you are, because I've got so many, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to go for a wild card. I'm going to go Ramani Parker. Uh, the one that maybe okay. not everybody talks about because Romani went through some injuries last year. You got a taste of what she could do. She comes on in February. She hits the huge uh, corner three for us to beat Tennessee at home. Uh, and then she hit some big shots there against Creighton and in the first round of the NCAA tournament where our fan base was like, okay, Romani. And unfortunately, like I said, if she didn't have those injuries early on, you would have saw more of that. Um, so if she stays healthy this year, I think she could have a really big year. Got about 60 seconds left with me, Coach, here. G- give me give right. me your team's 
perspective on what this upcoming season is going to look like from start to finish? Is, is this a team that you've been around teams that have played in the Final Four? You know what they, they yeah. look like. What do you think about your team going into 2023-2024? Yeah, we're excited. Uh, again, you know, the slogan's one. And, and our challenge with one is just staying that hungry mentality. Uh, can we get one sellout this year? We have top 15 in attendance, but can we get one? Can we get that one other top 25 signature win? Uh, can we just keep stacking on one thing at a time that we didn't do last year? And if we can do those kind of things, you're going to have a momentum where you're playing your best basketball come March, and that's how you win championships, and that's how you make deep runs. So that's our focus, and that's our goal. It's going to be a lot of fun this season, I think, at the Humphrey Coliseum with you and Chris Jans. I feel like some wins are coming uh, to Starkville in, in a big-time way, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Coach Sam Purcell, Mississippi State women's basketball, I hope I talked nice enough that we can get you back on the show for another time. <laughs> you did. I appreciate the love. Thank you so much. All right, thanks to Coach. Appreciate his time. Robbie, let's just talk about your question. You asked him, you know, now that he's made an NCAA tournament, we already knew he, was, he had a reputation as a recruiter. But how is he being received now that he has that tournament on, on, on his resume? How would you feel about his answer? I thought he nailed it. I mean, I, I think that it's obvious that there was a little bit of a wait and see on Sam Purcell. Hmm. I think that his recruiting ability is unquestioned. He was able to get, to get in the portal without having coached a ball game. First of all, seal up Debrisha Poe. Make sure she comes to school. Mm-hmm. She was already committed, but you do have to re-recruit those players. Absolutely. And then he built a roster and convinced the you know the Hayes sisters and Jessica Carter and players like that to come to Mississippi State without him having coached a ball game. And I think that was a big deal. It could have been an even better roster. I think last year had he had the opportunity to coach, but he had not. Um, so, but I, I think what he did was pieced together a really good roster that was competitive in the SEC. They had a winning record in the SEC for the first time in three years. Then went to the NCAA tournament. There were other opportunities there for them to have an even better season. Mm. And there were some things for that staff to learn and for Sam Purcell to learn along the way as he's coaching. And it's not always easy to put a team together and expect everything to fall into place. Mm -hmm. But they got to the tournament. They were playing their best basketball late in the season. They just got tired and had a chance at Notre Dame to beat a team that was ranked inside the top 25 on their home floor and go to the Sweet 16 in year one. That's all you can ask for. Now he's kind of laid the foundation, and now he's, I think, a serious business for him when he's going into a a gym somewhere. People know his face. They know his name. Mississippi State is not that far away from that national championship run, the SEC championship run they had. Yeah, People still know Mississippi State. Right. When you talk to these players, this isn't a situation like when you talk to to wide receivers and, right. you're, and you're trying to figure out who Eric Moulds is. Yeah. You know, I think that people know Mississippi State and, and the AAU circuit and all that. So now he's going in there and he can sell what he's done on the floor. Nobody can negatively recruit against him. He's been getting negatively recruited um, by several people inside the SEC, mm-hmm. one of them one of their biggest rivals. And now it's very difficult for those teams to do that because Sam Purcell has proven that he can win. So you got kind of an upward trajectory now. I think I think he was uh, right on the target there with with what he said. One of the things you said reminds me of a question I've asked him, and that's, you know, when you look at Mississippi State women's basketball, 
and he's their fourth coach now in five years. And you think, okay, that's a program that's had huge issues, right? Mm-hmm. But then you think five years ago they were playing for a national title. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird, the dichotomy that is Mississippi State women's basketball right now. It does feel like it's trending in the right direction. It also feels like this is going to be a year where there's expectations and there's pressure, not so much that there wasn't last year. I think last year was kind of a free roll for, for Sam Purcell, and he took advantage of it. You know, he, you know, he played good basketball. He got his team to the NCAA tournament. They, they won a game. They won two games, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, you know, things are going in the right direction. So really good for Mississippi State and Sam Purcell right now. And I, I feel like one thing also, just overall – like the the issues that Starkville has had in recruiting are, are slowly going away. We talk about football; they're bringing in four star talent. Women's basketball has always brought in talent. Men's basketball looks like they're in on some top guys. Baseball's recruited elite talent for years. the The narrative of oh, you can't recruit to Starkville is being thrown away by the coaching staffs here at Mississippi State. Well, I think it kind of it actually helps them that there is a negative connotation about Starkville mm-hmm. because when kids get here, it's so far removed from what they hear. Mm-hmm. That it's you get even more blown away than what you were expecting. It, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just my personal opinion on it. I think so many people say it's a dump, it's a Cal college, it's uh, there's nothing to do there. You go out there and you have good food. The facilities are are solid, um, and the people are really good. And all of a sudden, you th- say, especially if you're a parent, I can definitely see my kid going here. Yeah. You know, it's a it's just a good college town, and it's starting to, I wouldn't say boom, but definitely progress. Yeah, you know, you're definitely see the you're definitely seeing the city grow um, to new heights that you didn't see ten years ago. I mean, ten years ago it used to be very difficult to recruit to to Starkville. Mm-hmm. That's changing a little bit, yeah. and I think the main thing I always said about you know with Vic Schaefer, if you could just get them here, yeah. You know, he that that's one of the things that that he always thought. If you could just get him in the door here, he could sell Mississippi State. And I think Sam Purcell is the same way. Agreed. If he can just get these players to campus, he's got a shot. He'll do the rest, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks again to Coach. All right, uh, tomorrow's show. I know we have SEC predictions tomorrow. It's Alabama, so that should be another easy one for us. Uh, but we'll definitely talk some more football, maybe some more uh, baseball as well. I I, I got to think the portal is going to start. Bringing players Mississippi State's way at some point. We'll see if any of them make that, that decision. We hope. We hope. We hope. We'll see. All right, guys. Have a great Monday. Robbie and I are back with you on Tuesday. Also, don't forget this Thursday, Robbie and I will be live in Louisville, Mississippi at Lake Tiakata for the uh, Catfish Tour. We've got some potentially great guests lined up. We'll let you know about that. But if you just want to come out and have lunch, have a great lunch and some great superior catfish, join us at Lake Tiakata on Thursday around lunchtime, say 11 a.m. 11, 11.30. I was, over, I was there the other night, mm-hmm. the day we announced. Mm-hmm. I went to eat supper there. It was they were excellent. Happy. Yeah. Um, by the way, I've got us a great catfish dish. To yeah, eat. you told me about that. It's so. not going to be just the, the like no, no. Ticada. We're going to do it a little different. All right, I'm, I'm it's down. It's in the catfish house. This is a restaurant. I'm this down. is a great restaurant. I'm down. But they are absolutely pumped. Miss Carmen, uh, Luke White, I've known them for 30 years. Great people. I've been going to that place since I was a little kid, and they are they're pumped for this. And I I'm excited I, I too. promise you they're not as pumped as I am. I know you are. So all right guys, talk to you again tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi Media Production.